Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review, subscribe, comment, but please don't be hating. And make sure if you like the podcast, you tell a friend and you share it. Um, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast: Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, all that good stuff. But mainly, we're at the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. The Believe Podcast Network. And as usual, my man Kevin Cleveland's engineering producing. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? Hey, I am doing great on a uh, rare Saturday morning record for uh, I'm Probably Right. We were going to do it Friday yeah. night, but uh, I was a little inebriated, and now I'm caffeinated, so it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> well, from inebriated to caffeinated, that's fantastic, fantastic. And so what were you drinking? You, what, do you, what do you drink? You drink IPAs, uh, right? Yeah, I'm mostly on the IPA beer uh, front, so yeah, three, three IPAs and some chillaxing on a Friday night. And watching some Netflix, I'm watching a new little series I like called uh, Florida Man. Florida Man. Have not have not heard Florida well, Man. It's I'll all about what wacky that. stuff goes on in Florida, and we all know Florida is wacky. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they can have an infinity amount of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, on this Saturday, we are going to talk about OBJ going to the Ravens. You know, we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL draft. But first up. So the final play-in games were played last night, and we've got our playoff teams all set. And like you said last week, NBA action is fantastic, baby. I'm so excited about these playoffs. This is, uh, I don't, you know, okay, so I want to go back to the Lakers-Timberwolves play-in game. And I was playing poker that night. I didn't win, but I, I lasted long. I made it to the final table, okay? Uh, I was playing poker that night and watching the game while we're sitting around playing poker. And you got all these people. I'm getting text messages, people talking about the law. Man, the Lakers, if the Lakers lose this game, the Lakers might lose this game. Man, this is terrible, terrible. How are they not blowing this team out? Everybody around the poker table, like, they should be beating them by 20. You guys, I don't know if you really realize everybody in the NBA now is really good. Okay, this is not this is this is what I, I try to I, I try to argue with people about all the time. The 80s, the 90s, that wasn't that wasn't good basketball. That was a few really great basketball players and some bad basketball players on their teams. Now I'm not saying bad like as if I could have played back then, but I'm saying the skill level wasn't as high from from number one on the roster to number 12, right? It went from number one, maybe two, and you might have a really good, you might have a good third player, and then everybody else was super role players, down to the last guy on your bench. Hell, I don't know if y'all remember, there was a dude named Jack Haley used to play in the NBA, and that dude could not play in the NBA, but he was there because he was homeboys with Dennis Rodman. You ain't got homeboys and homeboys just chilling on the bench no more like that. I mean, besides Udonis Haslam, but... You ain't got it like that. These guys are all good. So why didn't the Lakers blow out the Timberwolves because they were missing Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert ain't no damn offensive juggernaut. Hell, he barely did anything with the Timberwolves this year. And and, and, and real quick on the Timberwolves, that might be the worst trade in NBA history. 
And I thought at the beginning that it could be something good for them because they were going to get a seven-footer and there would be a seven-footer who could play center and help Carl Towns not have to play center or be big man anymore, and he could just chill out on the perimeter and shoot threes and and be soft as he want to be. However, they brought in another soft big man, and that just don't seem like it's going to be a long-standing thing. And it don't look like the team even respects this dude, right? Because, hell, you got Kyle Anderson who just showed up. He showed up the same time, same year as Rudy Gobert, and he out there calling him a bitch on the sideline. And now you're throwing punches, and they suspend Rudy Gobert for their first game of their playing, which is basically telling you, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't really need this dude. And they gave up the world to get him and acted like they really needed him. And he's still there for three more years. Terrible trade. Terrible trade. Hell, and I don't know what's going on in Minnesota, because Minnesota made the worst NBA trade in history. They also made the worst NFL trade in history. <laughs> y'all remember a dude named Emmett Smith? <laughs> y'all remember a dude named Troy Aikman? Y'all remember <laughs> y'all remember them dudes? Nate Newton? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys got all them dudes from draft picks from the Minnesota Vikings when Jimmy Johnson showed up to the Dallas Cowboys and decided, oh, this dude Herschel Walker, he ain't that good. And the Minnesota Vikings was like, please give us Herschel Walker. And they gave up every lake in Minnesota to get Herschel Walker, and they gave the Dallas Cowboys a dynasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Minnesota for you. Um, no, the Lakers weren't going to blow them out by 20, 20, 30 points. They've got two all-stars on the team, Carl Towns and Ant-Man. Ant-Man had a terrible game. And, yeah, you can say, okay, Ant-Man had a terrible game. How come the Lakers didn't beat them? Dog, the Lakers were down and came back. They were down 17 points. Came back to win that game. I was never, ever worried for a second the Lakers were going to lose that game until Anthony Davis. Even then, when Anthony Davis made that stupid foul in the court, and Anthony Davis is, is wont to do some of these bonehead moves where he bails somebody out at the end of a game. I mean, hell, he did it at Houston where he let the dude hit a three-pointer when he should have, everybody should have been guarding the three-point line. For some reason, Anthony Davis is in the paint. Same thing happened the other day. Anthony Davis up in the paint. Dog, the two doesn't hurt us. What are you doing protecting twos? Stay on the perimeter. So he gets out there, fouls Mike Conley Jr. Mike Conley Jr. goes to the free throw line, and damn, he hit all three of them. Boy, that is some nerves. Some nerves right there. Hit all three of them. They go to overtime, and the Lakers beat them in overtime. And now... All the national news wants to be worried about the Lakers. I don't, you can't shoot like that against the Grizzlies. They won't. They had a bad shooting night. I mean, not even a bad shooting night. They had a bad defense. They had like 20 turnovers. You think that's going to happen in every game? That's not going to happen in every game. The one thing I am concerned about with the Lakers, though, watching that game uh, against the Timberwolves is the same concern I had when he was with the team in his first go around and that's D'Angelo Russell. I said it when he first got here and I thought that he would be great until I actually watched him play. Cause I didn't watch him play at Ohio state. He's just not explosive enough. He's not fast enough to be a difference maker in the league. When you're playing against lesser competition, which is like the regular season, you get to play against the Houston's, you get to play against Orlando magic. You throw in some good teams here and there, and they don't got a whole, they're not just, scouting preparing for you for the entire week 
you can look good. When you got to play against these dudes night in, night out, you're playing against, oh, hell, we got the Grizzlies right here. He's going to have John Morant. John Morant is going to eat him alive. He, he can't defend John Morant. He can't stay in front of John Morant. He can't get by anybody either. That's the scary thing for me. And what he needs to do, if he, he has to be a knockdown three-point shooter. Because if he's not hitting threes, he's, he's worthless on the court. He can't defend, and he can't get into the lane and break down the defense. So that is something I'm worried about with, uh, with D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers. But I still think they're going to beat Memphis. And I still don't think Memphis has enough to withstand the Lakers. I mean, they're missing their two big men. Steven Adams, Brandon Clark is out of there. Anthony Davis is going to feast. LeBron is going to feast in the paint. And I think the Lakers defense, which they've been the best defensive team in the NBA since the All-Star break. Hell, they've had the best, I think the, they've, they've been the best team in the NBA since the All-Star break. They're prime for a run, right? There is no great team in the West. I mean, we got some good series here, though, like the Nuggets. I'm actually worried. Even though I just said that I think the Timberwolves made the worst trade in NBA history, I'm worried about the Nuggets versus Timberwolves because that's a good matchup for the Timberwolves. You got Rudy Gobert, defense, three-time defensive player of the year, going up against Jokic. And this is what I've always said about Jokic. He is dope, just like what I'm talking about, D'Angelo Russell. I say the same thing, same thing about James Harden. There are guys who are dope in the regular season, but once the, the level of play goes up and the defenses get tighter and the athleticism gets greater, the dudes who aren't super athletic, they can't rise to that competition. It just isn't in the cards for them. James Harden has been that dude. Jokic has been that dude. D'Angelo Russell has been that dude. Jokic is going to have to go up against Rudy Gobert for seven games. Carl Towns is soft, but that dude is capable of being hot, getting hot, shooting, putting bucket, getting buckets. Ant-Man is able to get buckets. Conley is a good point guard. Now, they're missing uh, old boy McDaniel because he punched the damn wall after a game. But I think that that is a great series right there. That might go seven games. I mean, these first-round matchups, Suns-Clippers. If Paul George is back, I think I might take the Clippers to win that series. Right? I mean... They've got Booker and Durant and, and Chris Paul. That's nice. Where's the defense? Where's the defense? And Chris Paul is another one of those dudes. When the playoffs come, his athleticism and lack of height, lack of just, he's he's a small point guard. You get taken advantage of by the time the playoffs come. You're playing against bigger guards, more physical guards, better defense, and more explosive guards. What's he going to do? Durant will be fine. Booker will be fine unless he gives you one of them seven-point games that he gave you in the finals last year. I, don't, I mean, I, I like Booker, but I don't love Booker. I never love Booker. I like him. Kings Warriors. I'm. I can't wait for this series. <laughs> that is going to be so fun. They're going to score a million points. A million. It's going to be a million to a million and one because neither of them teams play any defense. <laughs> neither of them. However, the Warriors just got back Wiggins, so. That could help them a little bit. I think that makes them a better squad when they have Wiggins fully there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and, of course, Lakers-Grizzlies. <clears throat> I'm going to make my predictions. I got 
I'm going to I'm going to say the Nuggets win because I want to see Jokic keep playing, but I would not be surprised if the Timberwolves won that series. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Suns Clippers. If Paul George is playing, I got the Clippers cuz I picked them earlier in the season to be my NBA uh go to the NBA finals. If if Paul George ain't playing, I'm I'm, I'm taking Kevin Durant. Um Kings Warriors. Man. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Warriors because I just want them to play the Lakers in the second round. I want them to play the Lakers in the second round, or I want to see them play the Grizzlies. I think the Lakers are going to beat the Grizzlies, but either way, I got to see Warriors Lakers or Grizzlies Lakers. I got to see it. Um, and Grizzlies Lakers is going to be fun. You already got Dylan Brooks, the villain who I never knew I needed, but I do already talking about how he can't wait to play LeBron. He'd love to put him out in the first round. You know, he's got the legacy. It'll be a test for him. I love, man, I'm starting to love Dylan Brooks. I don't, I, I'm starting to love this dude and all the shit he be talking. So damn fun. And if they get to the second round and we got War, Warriors, Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, and Draymond. Oh, oh, man. I, oh, Steph, jo- I'm talking myself into wanting that more than I want the Lakers. But no, no, no. I'm a Lakers fan. I got to have the Lakers. And on the East, it really don't matter. I mean, it's Bucks Heat. The Bucks are going to uh, just vandalize the Heat. Um, Cavs, Knicks, that's a good series. I want to see that series. I'm, I'm excited to see that, that play out uh, because of Donovan Mitchell, who the Knicks could have had, uh, but they didn't want to give up all the draft picks and the players, right? They could have had Donovan Mitchell. If he was on the Knicks, oh man. And I don't even I don't even love Donovan Mitchell like that. But he's a star. He's a star. And that dude plays hard, man. He just man, you see him dunk on people and just yam on people. Just disrespectful. He don't play no defense, but boy, he is disrespectful on offense. 76ers, the Nets, who cares? I mean, the only thing you care about in this series is, you know, how many points is is MB going to score? When are they going to give him the MVP? Because he is the MVP of the NBA this year. That's what they're going to do, even though the best player in the NBA is Giannis. And I keep saying this, just give it to the best player every year. Stop with the narrative and the stories. Well, we got to give it to somebody because he gave it to somebody this guy two times. We get, we can't give it to somebody three times. Yeah, you can. You could have given it to LeBron every time he's every year he's in the league. You could have given it to Michael Jordan every year he's in the league. You could have gave it to Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, either every other year, right? Just give it to the best player. The, the other players ain't gonna be upset about it. All this is about the writers and the voters. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to vote for this guy again because I gave it to him twice, and he can't be that great. Because if I didn't give it to Michael Jordan three times or four times in a row, then how would I? Just shut up and give the best player the damn award. Celtics Hawks. Celtics going to blow them the hell out the water. Um, we did have some some little NBA beef this week though. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma, and uh, that was pretty fun. I'm I'm, I'm I'm loving the basketball guys giving us all this. This NBA beef, right? You know, we had so we had Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Then we had Angel Reese and Jill Biden. <laughs> uh, we got Draymond and Dylan Brooks. Now we got Dylan Brooks and LeBron. And we got Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma ain't even in the playoffs. But he out there just talking because Dinwiddie was talking something about, you know, it, it's just go look it up on Twitter. I don't got time to explain the whole thing. Only thing I will say is Kyle Kuzma called that man Din Shitty. And... <laughs> That will never go away. 
That is never, ever, ever going away. He ain't going to be able to live that down. I can't wait till somebody on the court decides to call him Den Shitty and then see Den Witty throw a punch at somebody and get knocked out the game. Uh, very fun. But, yo, Zion Williamson. All right, I've been talking to my boys about this for a minute. When he plays, he is a bucket. He is one of the he is one of the greatest talents I've ever seen in the NBA. One of the I, I I watched I had the league pass just so I could watch that dude play every single game. The problem is that dude don't play every single game. He don't not only just not play every single game. That dude play half the games. And I don't know if it's my theory has been he wants to get traded. He does not want to play in New Orleans. Like, there something has to be going on. Like, that dude is constantly on the sideline. And it was like a hamstring. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the hamstring is just tender and he it, anything he does just kind of ruptures it and he, he's got to chill and, and give it rest because it's it's a muscle. You got to just rest it, right? You got to rest, 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 rest. And, you know, people always want to come and call him to question his diet and if he's eating and what, yada, yada, yada. Well, when you've got like a hamstring, man, you can't do no damn cardio, really. All right. There's nothing you can do. You're going to, you know, get out of shape. You're going to be winded. You're not going to be in basketball shape. You get in basketball shape by playing basketball. So this is a fascinating situation because I don't know what the Pelicans do. Right. If they have him. They're a finals contending team. Without him, they're barely in the play-in. And they're knocked out of the play-in. This is what this is what happened to them last night. I mean, they 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 lost. No, no, no. Hold on. They beat. They lost to uh who who they lose to the other day. Um lost to Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's their that's their level. Without Zion Williamson. When Zion was there, they were one game out of first place. And then he left, and they just free fell. And you got analysts on TV talking about, oh, they should be looking to trade him. That might be what he wants. But that's the Pelicans can't do that. It's like they just gave that dude an extension, too. And he's got to just, they just gave him, I think, a five-year extension. That would be insane for them to have just extended him and trade him after one year on a new deal. You got to make that do. You got to keep him at least three. He's got to be there at least three. You got to find out what you can get and see if you can get a full season or two full seasons out of him. I mean, you've got to roll the dice because what's the alternative? Trading him and watching him go flourish for somebody else? Nah, you just eat that. You got to eat it for a couple of years. Maybe in in three years you can in, trade him and let him go. But I, if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm holding on to that dude, Griffin. Uh, yeah, it's Griff. I'm holding on to him. No, 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 you, you're not trading a transcendent talent in the NBA and watching him go somewhere else and do something for another team. Nah, he'll just be hurt on my bench. That's what he'll do. He'll just be hurt on my bench while we wait for him to decide he wants to play basketball. And I hope it's not anything mental with him. I hope, I mean, he had the press conference where he was saying, uh, yeah, I got to wait till I'm Zion again. And he was out in the pregame warmups doing 360s and windmills and all that stuff. And yeah, that's nice. But that don't, that's not playing basketball. That's not running. That's the dude jumping. Right, he's been doing that his whole damn life. But we can't equate him doing three sixties in the layup line to basketball, moving, playing defense, laterally, 
backslide, all that stuff, right? He's got to do all this. And if he's got a muscle strain, he just can't do it. And I hate to be the dude trying to call into question somebody's injuries or pain threshold. Yo, man, I'm pretty sure if the dude could play basketball, he would be out there playing basketball. I, I, I would just give everybody the benefit of the doubt that way. I'm not hating on anybody, assuming that they just soft or they punks and they don't want to play basketball. I assume if they could play, that they would play. And before I get out of here, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Oklahoma City fans, enjoy Shea Gilgis Alexander while you can. Because like I've said before, that dude is young, black, rich, and he's living in Oklahoma City because he was traded there and they signed an extension. He will be gone. Y'all got about two more years. Yes, he just signed a five-year extension. In year three, he will ask for a trade. Listen to me now. Believe me later on. Back after the break. So, to the NFL, we got a little bit of news because the draft is coming up. I believe it's, hell, it's not next week. It's two weeks from now. NFL draft coming up. And still no movement on the Lamar Jackson, although the Ravens made a move to get that dude a receiver. They signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year, fully guaranteed $15 million deal that could be worth $18 million if he hits some of the incentives and yada, yada, yada. The only way he's going to hit them incentives is if uh, he's got a quarterback there and hopefully it will be Lamar Jackson. Um, but immediately after I, they, they signed OBJ, I got all the tweets, all the texts. Man, there's no way Lamar. Lamar coming back now. Watching ESPN and all the shows, this guarantees Lamar's coming back. Why? Did did OBJ get signed and then they signed Lamar to the money he was asking for too? Because I, I don't understand. I don't understand why at every turn we keep trying to play this man like he's some idiot. Like, signing a dude is going to make him come off his principal. He's been holding out for a new contract. But y'all think that by signing a 10-year veteran receiver coming off his second ACL surgery, that that all of a sudden is going to make him say, you know what? I don't need the 231 million or whatever millions he wants. I don't need that. I got OBJ. In what world do y'all live in that that is going to be a thing? Like, this is the, the, the dumbest thing I heard on TV. And I don't know why people just don't call everybody out for this. You think that that dude is coming off the principle. When anybody is standing on principle, they stand tall and hard, dog. They're not coming off of it because of some little knickknack thrown their way. There's the principle of the matter. There's principalities involved in this thing. And the principles involved are hundreds of millions of dollars. He's not coming back to play with the Ravens until they give him what the hell he wants. So, yeah, he could be on the FaceTime with OBJ. Man, it'd be dope if we hear Man, they had lived, partying it up. We had a great time. We partied and hung out all night. Yeah, that's dope, man. But I'm going to need my chips, Ravens. That, that, that's, that's all it comes down to. I'm going to need my chippers. Okay? That's nice. I can hang out with the dude. And, and, and he's playing the game the right way. Yo, be dope, man. If we can get here, you if I can come back and you can be here and we can play. Because I still think OBJ is dope. 
Now, coming off the ACL, I don't know. The doctors are saying, and everybody's, you know, of course, what they're supposed to say. He's coming off ACL. He looks better than he's ever looked before. Nah, nah, because he can't look any better than when the thing wasn't ever torn, right? And he can't look better than when it wasn't torn for two times, right? So, come on, miss me with that. But he can come back and be a dope receiver because he's, he's a great teammate. By all accounts from everybody that you hear and you and you hear stories about him, nobody doesn't like that dude. Only people that don't like that dude are hating ass people. And I'm telling you, the people that don't like OBJ are dudes who just don't, who can't admit that somebody else might look better than them and could probably take their girl. That's what OBJ represents to a lot of dudes. And if you ain't secure... And I can tell whatever anybody talks about OBJ, they don't like him because they think that he's a pretty dude who could possibly take their woman. And he probably could. Right. Uh, but from all accounts, all I've ever heard is OBJ is a dope teammate. And if you get him back, hell, if he can be 80 percent, 85 percent, 90 percent of OBJ and you got Rashad Bateman. Yo, they've got, and Mark Andrews, and you bring back Lamar and you pay that dude, they have got more weapons than Lamar has ever had. They've got a dude that people have to worry about in OBJ. Rashad Bateman, when he's on the field, that dude is, a, he's nice. And, and Mark Andrews in that run game, man, people just don't, people aren't remembering. When the, Ra the Ravens, they were number one in the AFC North. Number one, right? They were at the top of the AFC, AFC when he got when he got hurt and everything started going downhill. And, and it wasn't just Lamar. It was the entire team. Ronnie Stanley, right? They were losing running backs, Dobbins, everything, defense. They were losing everything. And they started going downhill. If they've got a squad, they can stay healthy. Man, but it's going to take the Ravens giving him his money he's not coming off that principle and he's not I, I, I cannot see a, a world where he shows up week one and is playing on that 32 million dollar tag they're gonna have to come up with more creative ways to get that dude some chippers the draft who's going number one I gotta bet with you know what people I'm saying Bryce Young is number one because it's not even close all you guys got to do is just watch the tape. Bryce Young is the best college quarterback I might have ever seen in my life. I have never seen a dude in college be non-flushed. He doesn't ever feel pressed. That dude is on his own schedule, on his own clock, and the moment is never too big for him. Never too big. Like... All I've seen him do is ball out. And yet, people want to say, well, he's or he's got Alabama receivers. Yeah, he had him that one year. That one year. And until he didn't have him in the national championship game. And he still kept him in the game against Georgia when he was missing his two starting receivers. And then he came back the next year and balled out with dudes who aren't first-round draft picks at receiver. Maybe not even second-round draft picks. He was making it happen. And, man... I'm telling you, I don't care about the size. Give me that dude and let's figure it out. We just going to see because I'm not passing up on a dude because he's 5'10", 5'11", 6'5". No, I'm going to take that dude and we'll just see if he sucks. He's going to suck for me. 
right, that's it. I'm not taking C.J. Stroud just because, well, Bryce Young is small. He might get hurt. No, we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to find out. And I like C.J. Stroud. I think he's dope. Um, I watched him, you know, in that national championship game against Georgia. I watched him against, I think it was, was it TCU? I think they played TCU. Yeah, Doug, he's nice. But no, 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 no. They played Georgia in the semifinal. Um, CJ Stroud is nice, but man, he's not, he, he ain't Bryce Young. And if, and, and real talk, if I don't get Bryce Young, I'm taking Anthony Richardson. I want the ceiling I want the highest ceiling dude possible, right? I'm going to take Anthony Richardson with all those measurables and just see if we can figure this thing out, right? He Because he could be the greatest prospect, athletic prospect at quarterback we've ever seen. I want that. I don't want safe. I'm not, I, I just, that's just how I, I would be a draft, uh, you know, a, a dude drafting a team. I'm not taking the safe pick. I'm shooting for the moon. Let's shoot for the moon. If it don't happen, we'll try again. If I got to get fired for it, I get fired for it. But I'm not getting fired for taking a safe dude. I'm not doing that. I want I want the risk. I'm putting the risk out there. Give me the risk so I get the highest reward. That's what I want. I'm taking Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. If I'm the Panthers, I'm taking Bryce Young, throwing him out there. Day one. Panthers cannot take Anthony Richardson, throw him out there day one because he ain't ready. Right, he needs to go to a team that he can sit for a year or two and learn a little something. The Texans, they got Davis Mills. Right, you go ahead and hold on and sit there and let him let him chill. Indianapolis Colts, who are at the number, I believe they're number four. They've got to chill. They can't. They can't afford to have a dude just come in there and sit for a year. They can't be in the Anthony Richardson uh, deal. Right, so if. The Panthers take C.J. Young, I mean, I mean Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and the Texans take either of those guys. What do the Colts do at number four? They can't. You cannot tell me you're taking Will Levis and running him out there. That's not the dude. I'm sorry. I watched enough Will Levis. It, that is Zach Wilson 2.0. They can't take Anthony Richardson and just sit him down because you got Jonathan Taylor and you're just wasting that dude's prime. The Indianapolis Colts have a playoff team. They just need a quarterback, which is why they should be going out and trying to get Lamar Jackson, putting some pressure on the Ravens. But ain't my money to give away, Jim Ursay. Do the Seahawks take a quarterback? And I keep seeing that. And all I think about when I see the Seahawks and people talking about the Seahawks taking Anthony Richardson or 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 Hendon Hooper that high. And I like Hendon Hooper, but not at number five. Back to my man Gino. This dude just balled out. Got to a Pro Bowl. They just gave him a new three-year, you know, three-year contract. Let that man have a team for a few years and see what goes on. Get him some weapons. Get him a team around him for a few years. Don't I, I keep well, you they might not ever be up in this position again to take a quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. Roll with the dude you got for right now. He's a pro bowler. We don't do this with nobody else, right? We don't we, we Matthew Stafford's old ass was with the Rams. They wouldn't talk about, hey, go get a quarterback right now. No, they let him play it out. Let Geno Smith play it out. He just earned this, and we already trying to take it away. The Seahawks better not be trying to take a quarterback that they got to stash on their bench. They better take Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or somebody to help the team right now get better than they are because they got a Pro Bowl quarterback who's 30. I think he's, what, 30 years old. Man, stop. 
let that dude play for another five, six years. That's what they, that's what y'all do with everybody else. Hell, Brady played till he was forty something years old. And Aaron Rodgers out here playing at thirty eight, and we don't even know where he's gonna be at. Come on, man, give this dude some time. Let him play and let him run a damn team. Now they do have the twenty first pick as well in the draft. Now that's where Anthony Richards ain't falling that far, but Hendon, Hooker. That might be a spot where I would take a Hendon Hooker if he lasts that far. Uh, you got the Steelers, who I think Steelers have a first-round pick. Man, Cody Pickett ain't it. <laughs> the Steelers need to be picking another quarterback, right? That's what they need to be doing. Uh, so we got some interesting stuff going on in the draft. We're going to see in about two weeks. I'm not doing no mock draft because I, I do not care enough about it. But we'll talk a little bit more about it next week, and we'll figure some things out, and, and we see where, where the chip's going to start falling. Because I think once the draft is over, that's when we're going to start to see some movement on this Lamar thing because this non-exclusive tag has suppressed his market, and it's got people having to wait and figure out what we're going to do. Now, if they don't get the quarterback of the future that they're looking for or the quarterback that's going to help them immediately, then some of these teams might pivot back and be ready to start trying to get into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. And all that's doing is keeping the NFL relevant every day another week longer when they ain't even playing no damn football and that is the magic of the nfl <laughs> but joe you've been listening to i'm probably right rate us review or subscribe comment please don't be hating my man kevin cleveland's running the show engineer producing thank you so much sir y'all enjoy these nba playoffs enjoy this nfl draft talk and make sure you like the podcast you tell a friend share it find us wherever you find your podcast but you know where you find us. B-L-E-A-V dot com. Believe Podcast Network. That's Believe.com. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.